What's up, guys? Welcome to Preferences and References, episode number nine. I'm Taryn Chaney, along with Jay Winkler. Good evening. And Andrew Abernathy. The greater fool. <laughs> Every week on Preferences and References, one of us brings <laughs> pop culture questions and asks the lads. Ooh. That's, that's, my, uh-huh. new, that's my new word. <laughs> or uh, to dulls. What? That's lies backwards. <laughs> I went for it and it didn't work out. Estel. All right. Hey, that's where we live. Uh... <laughs> What was I saying? Oh, right. Uh, we asked questions. This week, is, or this episode, is my episode. And so, I would like to begin with a topic that we've talked about a little bit before, but I kind of want to expand on it. So, I'm not big on Zombieland. Okay. We both know this, right? Yeah. What is the... Because I got hopped on it by everyone I ever met, and then watched it, and it was just like... a. It was a decent movie, but it wasn't great. Bill Murray was the funniest part of that movie. What is the most disappointed you've been hype factor in a movie? Or with a movie, excuse me. The Green Lantern. That's up there. Uh, that That's the first one that sticks out in that's, my mind. Yeah, that's really the first one that comes to mind, too. Also, the remake of Total Recall. I don't know why. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the thing with Green Lantern is like... That. Yeah, Kate Beckinsale's in it. That's one yeah. of the big reasons. It's not that people said that the movie was good. It's just that the fact that the movie was made at yeah, all. Yeah, they're making Green Lantern. Yeah. Right. Sort of like the same thing would happen, which I think we would all be sort of consciously a little pessimistic with the Last of Us movie if it actually yeah. does get made. Yeah. Like, of course we love that subject and love the story and all that, but it all depends on how well it's made, how much... Neil and Bruce, the directors of the game, are involved in the movie. Uh, another one I remember being disappointed with was... I can't recall the name of it right now. It was the John Cusack Hotel Room movie. You remember that? 2048? Yes. I haven't it's, seen it, but I know of it. It's disappointing. It's like him like, and Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah. 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 And I it's all that. about he doesn't believe this, so he goes to the hotel room. I mean, yeah. it was just kind of a flat story. Even when I was like 13, I was like, this story kind of sucks. Yeah. And so... That that is another one that came to mind for me. A lot um, of times, like, I'll get hopped up on horror movies because the trailer and be like, "Oh, that's going to be really scary," and I yeah. watch it and it doesn't scare me at all. Yeah, yeah sort of. It sort of does the same things in a weird way that comedies do, where all the good bits are in the trailers, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and you go and then like all the scary bits, you already know what's coming. Yeah, that's sort of the double-edged sword of trailers. More recently, though, I think comedies have gone the other way with that. Yeah, because like, they know it's a, a Anchorman problem. Two, Neighbors. I mean, those are all. Yeah, those were both really funny movies. Yeah. <laughs> I think we found a Transformer. <laughs> Sorry, we were talking about trailers. Uh, so I think that one's settled, right? Any more? Uh, <laughs> no, go on. I'm just glad that we got uh, <laughs> in there. Uh, okay, so something I've been I've been uh, thinking about for a while is I'm a big, 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 big brother fan. Right, but you're a brick brother. I'm a brick brick brother fan. Have we talked about this before? Yeah, no, not what I'm about to talk about. Oh, okay. uh, we have talked about reality shows, but so Big Brother's thing is expect the unexpected. Right, there's a twist every year, and Survivor does this where there's something new every year. Like this year, I forget. I, I think this was the year there was like geeks and brawn and yeah. Like I didn't watch the, Survivor this year. This year we're introducing deadly diseases to the island. <laughs> Don't drink the cholera-infected water. And cannibals. Coca-Cholera. Um, <laughs> but, so I want to get your all's opinions on these twists. Because my thing is, I think the best season of Big Brother would be a season where there's no twists. Like, mm-hmm. the twist is, we're playing it exactly by the book, 
no weird twist because the twist this year is stupid. They're changing the entire game basically because they're adding two head of households, which mm. if you know Big Brother, that's a really weird idea. Um, it messes with the format of the entire show. So, or at least that's what's rumored, yeah. and that's usually true. Uh, and I was just wondering, does that does do those twists make you all excited? Does it, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, the only the reason I don't it's not like the twist makes me excited. No, but at least it's not the same formula exactly. year after it year. It changes it up a yeah. little bit. See, I disagree. I think it's okay. A show that's been very successful is American Idol. The format changed maybe a little bit since yeah. you know season one, but for the most part, it's been all talent based, right? But yeah. the judges changed, and that's yeah. the big thing for American Idol. That's true. But like Big Brother, I usually learn to cope with the twist, but at first, I hate them all. Because I love the sole concept of Big Brother so much that when they tinker with it, it kind of makes me mad. Sort of, I'm the way that a lot of people are, and I'm not, or when they mess with football, like them talking about getting rid yeah. of the uh, like no more the like, field goal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's sort of the same kind of upset I am when they add really yeah. stupid twist to Big Brother. Constructive twist, I'm okay with, but well, like have they been? Because I mean, I'm not. I know very little about the the show. Have they been doing twists since, like, the very early seasons of the show? I think, like, the first couple seasons there weren't any twists. Like, season maybe one through three. I'm not sure. Expect the expected. Yeah. And so, then they started with a twist, and then the thing became, what's yeah. the twist this year? Well, I guess that's kind of, I mean, it's like, they. I guess in the room they're like, we need to do something to keep the hype going for this show instead of just doing the same thing. They're like, yeah. oh, let's just make a big twist. Okay, and that maybe be, and maybe that attracted some viewership, so they just stuck with it. What would attract more viewership is something they're finally doing for the first year ever. The show is going to be in sixteen by nine and not four by three. Last year aspect ratio. Oh, okay. Uh, sixteen by nine is widescreen. Four okay. by three is the with when it's uh, pill boxed on the side. That was a great little look. I, that I've we never just watched shared. it. So. Um, but no, like forever, and this is way past any other CBS show. I don't know why it did this last season. The whole season was pillboxed, yeah, which is the vertical mm-hmm. um, shadow box, and that really like upset me because you know how I am, which we all are kind of that way with HD. Yeah. Now 1080p versus 720p is a difference, but SD versus HD is a huge difference, even in aspect ratio. So they're finally modernizing that. That was just a little side note. Cool. Uh. <laughs> Pop culture involves history, right? Of course it does. Love history. We're going to take it from the founding of the U.S. all the way to modern days. Give me... We're going to need more than 52 minutes to do that. (laughs) We can cover each state and then two presidents. Give me your top five presidents. Now, they're all going to sit around and think about this Knuckle cracking. I also have to think about this. Yeah, I will. But I I just don't want dead air while everyone's thinking. Yeah. So there are a couple that are going to be on there for sure. There's one that everyone's going to put on their list. Yes. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln. Yes. Yeah, is going to be on everyone's top five. So we can go ahead and knock. You don't have to put them in order if you don't want to. Not in order. I can do that. Okay. okay go ahead. So number one for me. Would <laughs> Not have, in order. Number one. No. I'm just, just going to throw this one The first one. Okay. I got you. Would be FDR. Yeah. I can mm. see it. Because. I've heard he's got this new deal going on. <laughs> yeah. The new deal. The new deal with FDR is that he got us out of the depression. Yeah. And. Not the nude eel. That's a Japanese comic. <laughs> All right, Hank. <laughs> Shout out to Hank. Thank you for listening. I yeah. apologize. Hank, anyway, thank you for FDR, listening. FDR, Teddy Roosevelt, just because he's a badass. He is a badass. Yeah. 
Like, have you seen his hunting lodge? Yeah. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's part of our possession in this Anyway, show. FDR, Abe Lincoln. I'm going to have to say Reagan. <laughs> okay. Dude, even you're, though... You're uh, bordering on what mine is. Even though I'm pretty hardcore Democrat. Reagan, I mean, you can't not like Reagan. I no, know. I mean, Re- yeah, Reagan was a great president. Bill Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> Clinton's in mine, too. I love Clinton. <laughs> Bill Clinton, for the reason that that's like the only time... In so many years that we haven't been in a deficit. Yeah. That's either. a good point. So, those are mine. I've got three. So, Jay, you go ahead. Let's see. I'm going to... I want to expand on a couple... Uh, four of yours are the exact same as mine. Everyone but Clinton is the exact same. Uh, I was... Teddy specifically because of the expansion of the Navy. Yeah. I look, that's, that. uh, you know, the imperialistic the spirit. Yeah, the big stick. Shout out to Mr. Wood. Uh, Woo! Uh, Reagan, I love. Now I'm a Republican, so that uh, draws me to Reagan even more. Uh, you know, Reaganomics, especially the uh, Reagan uh, came at the right time. Yeah, it came off the offset, like the the odd, like just straight social reform of yeah. Jimmy Carter, which Everybody didn't Camp really David. work out. It was just like. He didn't really get anything done. Let's go ahead and make one thing clear: Jimmy Carter is one of the worst presidents. Yeah, he's Camp a like he's a like he's a likable good guy. guy. He That's just didn't get anything done. No. Camp David. Yeah, just gonna keep saying it. Just Reagan was the like antithesis of Carter. Yeah, and you know, I think I would have to I, for the fifth one because you, I, I agreed with you, FDR and uh, Lincoln were my other two. So you're for FDR, Lincoln. Teddy Roosevelt and Ronald Reagan. Correct? Yes. Okay. I think I'm going to have to put Thomas Jefferson as my fifth one. Dang it! Because that was yeah, but just I have a love hate relationship with Thomas. Yeah, Jefferson. but it's the his whole body like the things he did, even apart from when he was president. You know, wrote the Declaration. You know, uh, he was just a really good Enlightenment thinker the for president. Nailery. Yeah. Throwback. See. Here are my five. I'm gonna. I I totally get Reagan. Yeah, he's just to me top five means most interesting. Okay, Reagan doesn't interest me that much. Okay. Fair enough, right? Yeah. He's not that yeah, interesting. He's very. That. He's a great president. No, yeah. don't get me wrong. Uh, Abe Lincoln for sure mm-hmm. because I mean even though they've written every book about Lincoln ever, he's still just you know notable. Uh, FDR for sure. Teddy Roosevelt for sure. Bill Clinton totally. I love Clinton. Clinton's awesome. Uh, and then fifth would be Thomas Jefferson. So my thing with Thomas Jefferson is he's so polarized. So either stuff – he did stuff that I think is great for the country and then had like these weird personal views about, oh, slaves make me more money than cows, which is a literal thing he wrote. And then he has a kid with a slave. Yeah, Like I am so intrigued by how – Intellectually and morally conflicted, Thomas Jefferson mm-hmm. is that he he puts it in my top five. Maybe not for greatness, but totally for interest. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that we are all pretty similar there. Yeah. That could have got ugly. Yeah. And there was no really a political feud. Yeah. Okay, so I want to get your all's opinion on something. Borderlands Two for Vita. Okay. Right. It, it, it's it on was there. a port. Yeah. Not that well critically received. No. Not that. Yeah. But it sold well. Yeah. So that raises this interesting question. What is the best balance of critical to popular? And what what do each 
how do each in, uh, impact sales? So the critiques do they do they make like great? If a game gets great reviews consistently from Kotaku, IGN, Polygon, whoever, uh, Rock Paper Shotgun, anybody, does that make it sell well, or does hey my buddy's got that game, I really want it? Does that make it sell more maybe than the critiques? Well, I'm gonna give my first. I want to make a point about Borderlands Two for Vita. First of all, was okay. that. I think that a lot of the critiques of that game is like is comparing it to the console version of right. Borderlands 2. It's still Borderlands 2. It's still a good game. Right. But it's just you know runs a little doesn't run as well, you know, less enemies on screen, that kind of thing. But anyone affected by by yeah. reviews, anyone who reads yeah. reviews heavily is still going to notice that. True. I I do think reviews boost the, you know, selling power of a game absolutely. Like, you know, Last, I don't think Last of Us would have sold as well as it did had it not gotten such like incredible rave reviews. Because it, it sold really, really it well. It didn't sell really well. Uh, but And it didn't sell as well right off the bat. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. It, after a couple of weeks, all the reviews got out there and everything picked up and it was hard. It was like impossible to find. See, I still think for Last of Us, though... You have your group, like Andrew and I went midnight the night it came out. Yeah. That's the only game I've ever done midnight release yeah. for. See, I went the day it came out. Uh, and so there was so much just hype, personal hype for, mm-hmm. for me and probably for Andrew too that we knew that that game was going to be great. We didn't know how great, yeah. but the review certainly helped. It, it, uh, it validates a purchase. I think that a review can negatively impact sales more than it can positively boost yeah. it. But, I can see, I can see that because like take for example last year's Madden Madden 25 yeah I was probably gonna buy Madden 25 right maybe for PS4 read the reviews saw it was not that much of a change and thought you know what I'm gonna pass this year wait till they redo an engine whatever and I think that happens a lot now I think popular sales for the casual gamer for the guy who doesn't read IGN or maybe you know goes there for E3 or whatever I think maybe that Okay, uh, Andrew's gotta go get his dog. I, I think that maybe that can affect sales just as much, both positively and negatively. So, say you go buy a game, and we're just casual gamers; mm-hmm. we're not as into it as we are. You you show me this game, right? And let's say it's a a sports game. Yeah. And and it looks awesome. And you say it's a great game, like it's two K fourteen or something, or two K fifteen. I wonder if that kind of media boosts sales more than reviews. Because you trust your friend, right? Yeah. More than a lot of people trust online reviewers because they yeah. don't know their taste, you know, how they stack up. It's not a, a distrust necessarily, it's just don't they just don't know they haven't found that reviewer that they yeah. coincide with. And I mean well, you know, really a little bit of mob mentality in a way. It's like everybody has this game, I'm gonna get this game, as well as if it's a multiplayer oriented game. Right, we can all play together. Same, we can all play together. Yeah, that's that's one of the big draws for a lot of sports games, a lot of shooters. Yeah, shooters especially. Shooters especially, or your uh, big AAA titles. Like yeah, everything's going co-op, which yeah. is great for yeah. us because we like playing games together. Go ahead, Andrew. All right, two points. Okay, about the Borderlands thing. Shoot Number one, I agree with Jay as far as I think reviews help a game, uh, maybe immensely depending on what the game is. But I think the thing with Borderlands is, and I'll pose a hypothetical thing here in a minute okay but sequel yeah if you like the first game you're gonna buy the second no matter what platform it is on right and if you play borderlands 2 on p4 
PS3, then you'll be more inclined to play it on Vita. Yeah, that's true. Second, or my hypothetical thing is, you have people that say they made a bad Call of Duty game. Mm-hmm. People are still going to buy it just yeah. because it's be Call of Duty. Call. Sorry. Yeah. But did you hear that? What'd you say? Like just because it's Call of Duty, people are still going to buy it. Yeah. You know it's bad. Oh yeah, for sure. That uh, Call of Duty until something surpasses it is going to yeah. be number one in that like, market. Mar- uh, my, my main example would been Modern Warfare Three. It it was one. It's one of my least favorite Call of Duties. Jeez, did it sell a lot? It sold right. Like it blew the water. It, it was insane. It just blew it out of the water. Yeah, that was the first like okay, Call of Duty's here to stay game, right? Like uh, that's the one people who like because it it burst out with Modern Warfare Two. Right, everyone heard about how good. And Modern then Black Warfare Ops was. changed it up, and then Modern Warfare Three was just like yeah, yeah see, like, Black they Ops can stick with this formula and still be good. One of my more, I want to give a more recent example, the indie game that came out, Child of Light. Yep. It. You know, rave reviews, mm-hmm. spectacular reviews, really. Right. And I think that's really helped it along because it's getting mentioned in so many good conversations of great games. Right. That it's really pushing it along. And that's really. <laughs> that's a dog. That's. Shut up, Bucka. It's a dog. Bucka. Calm down. Bucka. <laughs> it's fixing storm, so he's not happy about it. Okay. All right, I think he's done. <laughs> he might he might go for another one. Yeah, there you go. Good call. Yeah, I know my animals. Yeah. Okay, go lay down. All right. Uh, I, I guess he didn't want to hear more about that topic. So we will. Uh, I agree about child a lot though. Uh, I'm. I have a question about what you guys think is the most consistent movie genre. Like. I can say this film is a blank, and you say it'll probably be good. You can be as specific or non-specific as you want. It will be good or it will sell. No, uh, I mean we could do both. I would say personally good to you. To me, personally good probably a, like a heart throbbing like drama, romantic comedy. No, <laughs> I thought like that's where I was going with that, but it's not. Um, <laughs> Consistently sells well, though. It have to be an action movie, and you could even specify like a superhero movie. Yeah, even that. that. Oh man, we're back to we're uh, back we're back to it, but they sell. They yeah, do. Uh, to episode seven, which is two episodes ago, <laughs> and recorded E three first. Uh, wait, no, we didn't. Um, to me, it's comedy. I think that there are either really good or okay comedies, but it's rare you see a completely bad comedy. Yeah. Like, a comedy could be just not for you, but for some people, it's hilarious. Like, I never saw, uh, like, 21 Jump Street. Just didn't look right for me. I'm not a big, I mean, I like, uh, I like gags, but I like a lot of wit, too. Yeah. I like 21 Jump Street, though. I mean, I I just didn't see it. I can't judge it on not seeing it. But that just, to me, wasn't marketed toward me. But if you said, all right, you have 21 Jump Street or... Drama X that came out a couple years ago, yeah. I'd probably be like, yeah, let's watch 21 Jump Street. I've heard it's funny. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think every comedy you go, to, go, you go to, you're going to get a little laugh. It just depends on how many laughs you get. See, what I was leaning towards, I'm leaning more towards, like, a dark comedy. Okay. Where, because, like, it's rare that you, like, they'll green light a dark comedy if, you know, it's production is iffy or if there isn't a pretty good... Right, cast or production. If you're going to take a chance it. on such a yeah. polarizing genre, it's, you've it got to have good people working on it. Yeah, 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 I agree. Like that's where I'm like, 
the most recent example, mm-hmm. Wolf of Wall Street. Great movie. Awesome but, movie. But also spectacular crew, Scorsese, DiCaprio. You know, everyone working on it was really good. Yeah, for sure. But then even if even you go down a lot of rungs to lesser production values, there's still you're still taking good risks to make a and they're very entertaining genres. You're yeah. you're going to get good viewing value as well as a few laughs from a, most dark comedies. Right. Uh sorry, I'm just looking up something that that you all won't hear but maybe you will. This is the uh the word of the day. I just pulled it up on my phone. You got it? I've heard that before. Yeah, I have too. Um so we'll try to incorporate okay. that. So we've all we've all spoken on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So you said Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. This is something that I've been thinking about since the Oscars. So Matthew McConaughey won Best Actor. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure, I'm okay with that, but he should not have beat in any circumstance Leonardo DiCaprio for Wolf of Wall Street. Now, I know Andrew said he's okay with McConaughey beating Leo, but my thing is... All right, all right, all right. <laughs> That's the thing about those high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. Uh, Got a little money in my pocket. <laughs> working for the state. Welcome to the Matthew McConaughey Podcast. Welcome to the Days and Confused Podcast. Days and Confused. That's just how it opens. That's um, the Led Zeppelin Podcast. No, it's the Days and Confused Podcast with Matthew McConaughey. So, <laughs> back to the Oscars. Right. Do you all think that there are certain roles that are, or certain... Uh, yeah, certain performances, certain roles that the Oscars have almost created tropes from. Because I have a theory that <laughs> rough. I have a theory. Okay, we're good. That if you play in a biopic, a mentally handicapped person, a drug addict, or a psycho person, that's I mean, like a like a Different than mentally handicapped, like yeah, you know, uh, like a crazy person, just like a sociopath, right? Kind of person that you will win Oscars in the modern age. Mm-hmm. And do you think that that's a good or a bad thing? I don't think it's because they play those roles. I think it's because they play those roles well. Like okay, I, because it it takes a real it takes method to play a lot of those roles. Right. I mean. The the thing is that you get to express more as an actor in yeah. those roles. But do you think that McConaughey outacted Leo this year? Dallas Buyers Club. Well, I haven't seen I Dallas do. Buyers Club. I really I do. don't. Dallas Buyers Club was not as good as I thought it would be. I liked it. It was boring. I've heard that story before. I mean, not that specific story, and it's a good story, and it deserved to be told in film form, sure. But he should not have won over Leo. Now, I mean. Well, Wall Street is a movie close to my heart, but I did go in thinking, okay, this this is going to be good. McConaughey won Best Actor over one of my favorite acting performances of this decade so far. And it just did not live up to that. I thought that the story was very... Uh, not, uh, not so much on borderline tropes, but predictable, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you kind of could see where the story was going. The only interesting part of Dallas Buyers Club to me was Jared Leto. Jared yeah. Leto destroyed that movie. Yeah. He was by far the better actor, I think, than McConaughey. He had the better role, yeah. sure. He also won the Oscar, correct? Uh, yeah. Best supporting actor. But I think that these roles do give more expression, but I think that the Oscars are creating a thing for themselves that 
you have to be one of those three things to win an Oscar. I mean, Jennifer Lawrence won for Silver Linings Playbook. She's kind of crazy in that movie. Yeah. Uh, Sean Penn, rightfully so, won for I Am Sam, where he played a mentally handicapped mm-hmm. person. Like, it seems like those come up again and again in the past decade. So I just, I just wonder if they're almost digging a deep, uh, a hole too deep. Well, I mean, by not rewarding non those three yeah. categories. Well, that could be the f- the fault of you know the studios as opposed to you know the Oscars themselves because I mean you're giving these big budgets to movies like Dallas Buyers Club Wolf of Wall Street uh, movies that feature you know these more outcast type of protagonists right and that's becoming more of a common theme and then then there's all but there's also that there's no doubt in my mind that these studios go into this they're like we're gearing this role we're going to find it we're going to find the right actor for it and we're going to get them to win you know best actor we're going to get them to win whatever oscar right. you know but see my thing is that Hold on, I'll interject something okay quick. sorry so i think you know part of the reason leo didn't win best actor was because of wolf of wall street being so I, I don't think of a good word. Like bad. Outlandish? Kind of taboo a little bit. Yeah, just a little... Because, I mean, it, it was basically softcore porn. Yeah. In a way, sure, yeah. And I think that... But that, I mean, that was That turned off a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I can, I, I, I can see that. But Dallas Buyers Club also has its fair share of... Oh, of course. But, I mean, it broke... Wolf Wall Street broke the record for most F-bombs. It did. Yeah. That's true. But but then I mean, making a movie straight up about you know HIV and AIDS infections—that's still not entirely socially. Ex- it's not. It's much more socially acceptable than it would have been you know twenty years ago. Right. But, where the where the movie. Was but at. it is still taboo to a degree. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that McConaughey is a bad. I love McConaughey. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. But I feel like it's just those three really specific. I mean, you can have. As a as a movie protagonist, you're gonna have something interesting about you, yeah. right? There's uh, hopefully Joaquin Phoenix and her had like this weird. He was just very awkward, very reserved, but that doesn't fit those tropes. I mean, Leo's character in Wolf of Wall Street was very outlandish and cocky and just crazy, but not those three tropes. I just feel like those three tropes are geared toward uh, winning Oscar votes, and I don't think that's necessarily what you should shoot for in a movie. Well said. Thank you. Uh, speaking of movies, Greg Way, uh, I want to get your all's opinion on if where the best place to tell a story is in today's age. Is it movies or is it television? Totally movies. I completely disagree. Why? Because I think now television is at such a point in storytelling? Stere- storytelling that... Let me tell you a story, son. <laughs> Let me tell you. I, uh, I know. I know where you're going with that, but like, I think streaming services like Netflix mm-hmm. have made it easier to keep up with TV. Right, that's what if, I'm saying. Though, but I mean, if TV wasn't as age. easy to keep up with, no, no, no. That's my question. Is not all time. I'm saying right now, which is a better play, way oh, to tell a story. Yeah, right now it's TV. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I would agree, but. There's a little bit of a thing of it's like not not every TV show is geared to tell 
a very coherent story. Like, no. like most police procedurals are just, you know, except cool. True Detective, which I haven't watched, but I've heard is amazing. Oh yeah, they great. We watched the first. Uh, we watched the first two episodes, and yeah. it was so slow. Yeah, it's hard to get through. But like most police procedurals, for example, is just like you'll see like a case in one show, and they'll resolve the case, and never right. never talk about it again. Right. Yeah. But then there's shows like I picked up. Even though, like you said, Netflix streaming, House of Cards is really, really good. Right. Uh, Breaking Bad, my favorite show of all time. I love it. Great story. Right. Uh, Don't sneer at me. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's coming. Let me have it. Okay. No, I was just going to say The Newsroom. It's also another great show being, or yeah. great yeah. story being told on television. Yeah. But you can tell such complicated stories now on TV. Like, yeah. There's no way Game of Thrones could be movies unless there were 20 movies. You know what I mean? Like, that's what production level we're at now. Yeah. And I think that's a really interesting thing that we're at such a level that we can get big stars like Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, which could by themselves carry a movie. Yeah. Uh, to do a TV season for a year. Like that's amazing. Yeah, which like or Kevin Spacey. It depends a lot on who the network is too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do, do I yeah, think NBC can tell a better story than a movie? Probably not. But they have with Hannibal. Right. Well, I mean, that could be argued for movies too. I mean, I think that, uh, like Red Granite or somebody like that, that production company, which is Scorsese's production yeah. company, can tell a better story than Touchstone. Yeah. The, the Disney drama department so like i think that can be made for either people are going to be naturally better or naturally worse at coherent medium like movies or television but i don't think television hasn't opened up to all genres or at least they haven't done it well yet like the walking dead is probably the biggest example recently of you know a tv's push into that genre and doing it well what genre exactly just kind of apocalyptic zombie horror zombie horror kind of genre because uh, a lot of people say American Horror Story is great. I've never, well, that. but that's also a more recent development of a show, right? Like yeah. th- that stuff, like that's just picking up. And I, I can't speak for Falling Skies, Abernathy's department, but I love Falling Skies. They haven't made to Sunday. a whole lot of great ventures into like sci-fi because the production values aren't so high, right? But they are becoming that exactly. People and, are and willing I'm, to, take and I'm more happy of a about that. TV. I want. I want people to push more production values toward TV yeah. and tell good prolonged stories yeah, in these worlds. That that'll be the next big thing, I think, is just like real expansion of genres. And one more thing. Okay, so speaking of next big thing, zombies have been the archetype for horror for the past I don't know, a decade maybe, past, yeah, you know, 10, like 12 years. Do you think that, A, when's it going to drop off? Because I think that's soon. B, what do you think will come out of that? Like, what will be the new yeah. archetype for that? Those zombies will come back class. to life and become Mecha <laughs> Hitler. Uh, I'd like to think the zombie, like the zombie fad will kind of die out. Uh, 2016, 2017. Yeah, I think it'll be really soon. I think people are starting to get burned out on that. I think Tanner's starting to get burned out on that. He is. Tanner's particularly starting to get burned out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not necessarily, but I don't watch a lot of horror movies. Like, I'm not a horror movie kind of guy. I'm just, I mean, they will still make zombie movies. Don't get me wrong. But it is like at such a height in our culture 
that I mean I love zombies. That's not what I'm saying. I just want something do a little you know, fresher. Do you really love zombies? If one came up to you right now, would you love it? <laughs> I have a zombie coffee coffee. Man? No, but would you love an actual zombie? Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I I really like The Walking Dead. I just I want something fresh. Like I think it could evolve from zombies, sort of like The Last of Us has. Yeah. Where there's the cordyceps, which are zombie-like, but they're not. I mean, they're not zombies yeah. at all. They're they're reincarnated, yeah. but they're not. Uh, uh, brain eating. Yeah, you know your normal also, zombie. Like maybe maybe it'll come to the point where the the genre doesn't necessarily die out, but people become more selective. Like just because a mo- like just because like a script like gets sent through that's zombie focused, it's not like immediately greenlit. Like that's a good point. Does something that's just like all right, let's read this. Let's make sure that this is good. Right. That this has some depth. Yeah. Then if it's you Johnny know, Depth, if it passes, you know, inspection, we'll push it through. Gotcha. That's a good. That's a good idea. I'm okay with that. I just like fresh things. I yeah. like New. I like constant updating. Flesh things. Flesh things. Zombies. <laughs> Zombies. Flesh eating. Yeah. We all have Netflix. Yeah. I have Netflix. Some of us legally. You. Yeah. Uh, I never use it, but I mean you. We live with each other most of the year, so it's okay. Uh, I, I want to know because there's always a series that could be on Netflix mm-hmm. that's not. Well, what are some of y'all se- series that we want on Netflix that aren't on Netflix right now? Uh, there are a couple for sure so, for me. Now, are, you're not saying like, are you saying like something like they did with Arrested Development, or just a, or just something that's not on there that we want on there? Uh, I was saying uh, shows that are already done, but sure, but yeah, you oh, okay. can you can say you can bring back shows no, like Firefly or something like that if you're in. The I'm movie. I'm starting to watch that actually. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's a good show. Uh, one of mine, if we're saying revival, would be Pushing Daisies. Yeah. Did you watch Pushing Daisies? No, but I know of it. Did you ever watch Pushing Daisies? No. I it was a super quirky, uh, really weird but f- oddly funny and charismatic show. Uh, basically, where where the protagonist could, for a few seconds, bring pe- bring people back to life, and if he surpassed the seconds that he brought them back to life, someone else in the world, randomly somewhere, would die, right? And so he would bring it back for I think it was a minute, maybe thirty seconds, because he was a uh, he helped a detective, so he would bring him back to life to ask them about things, but he could only do it once for thirty seconds, so he had to use his time. Yeah, and it was this really quirky, well written show that only went for two seasons, but. I would love to see that come back. There's another show that I would just love for them to put the first season on. It's not on HBO Go. It's an HBO show called John from Cincinnati. No one remembers this show because it was six episodes maybe. Um, and it was about this guy who you didn't know where he was from. And there were all these theories. It was sort of speculative, like lost. It was great. It was such a good show. And it was weird. And it was it was amazing. I loved that show. And I would just love to go back and rewatch it because there's yeah. no way to do that now. Hmm. For me, I'd go the other direction with it and say a cartoon. Like what? Like, well, I can't think of a specific one, but them adding Pokemon. Oh, that was gave us hours of entertainment in the dorm. Yeah, that was great dorm. So it would have to be something like that for me, personally. That so something nostalgic. That sparks an idea. I think it sparks. (laughs) I think. Yeah, sorry. I think it would be cool for them to revive. 
I, I guarantee you all know this. Samurai Jack. Oh yes. yeah. What didn't run for a long time? Really cool. It was a cool show. Yeah, it was a it weird was show. Cool. It was cool, quirky, actiony. Set in the Powerpuff Girls universe. Have you seen that? I've. Seen, oh my yeah. god. There's a picture. No, 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 no. The, the, this is a confirmed. There's a picture of a billboard in Powerpuff Girls that is the same billboard in Samurai Jack. Like people who worked for the show have confirmed it. That's just some little post-apocalyptic stupid yeah. thing they did, or maybe pre-apocalyptic. I'm not sure. <laughs> I know you love theories, but that one's confirmed. That was this. Uh, I'm surprised Jay didn't say Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Well, that, because, well, the way that show ended, it, that ended on a very not as a revival. Just like, uh, okay, okay that's a good. Yeah, that, uh, that's a good. That's a good example for a non-revival. Then, yeah, that'd be awesome if they put it on there. But I mean, that show's syndicated too, so I mean, yeah. it's not the biggest. But it's not syndicated to like. That's what kept me from saying Castle, like right because Castle. If you go to TNT, yeah, on a weekday, a lot of weekdays they'll put. Uh, Seven straight episodes of Castle, gotcha. and it's awesome. Right. I love it. But uh, I feel that Netflix would be also great for Modern Family. Yeah, for sure. Even though it's on USA all the time. And Big Bang Theory. <laughs> it's not like you said Epic Bang. Theory. Big Bang Theory. That's a show about hairdressing. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, another one that I thought of and and uh, immediately lost. So, <laughs> so give me a second. Lost. It's on lost Netflix. is already on Netflix. Um, Community, oh. not on Netflix. Totally thought it was. It's on. I Hulu. think it's on. Is it on Hulu? Or yeah, is it on it's Hulu? an NBC product, so I'm assuming it's Hulu. Prime uh, has a lot of NBC stuff too. Though. I would love to binge watch Community because I it's so weird, and we watch a lot in the dorm. And oh, it's on Comedy Central though. Yeah, but I mean, not in order, and that's sort of a show that has so many running jokes. You'd like to see where they started. Yeah, and that show is so weird. Uh, there's a there was one season where. I'm sorry. In the first three seasons, in one of one of an episode, one of each episode, or one of the episodes of the season, they would say Beetlejuice. So once in the episode of the first season, once in an episode in the second season, once in an episode in the third season. When she said it the third time, for a brief second, some dude in a mask pops up behind her, just like in the background, and then goes away. So it's like this weird, like so many running tropes. There was another uh, another thing where. Um, what is his name? Danny something. He was supposed. His character was a. Uh, What's his name? Abed on the show. His name Abed. His name is Abed on the show. Danny Pooty. That's his name. Uh. He uh. His character was an extra on Cougar Town, and if you go to an episode of Cougar Town, what happens that he tells actually happens on an episode of Cougar Town, and it's actually Danny Pooty. Like. There's just crazy calls yeah. to stuff, and it's it's really funny. How much time are we at? That's your department. 38 minutes? Is that what this is? Yeah, 38 minutes. I'm going to go ahead and start rapid fire. Go it, for it. Because I have a lot of rapid fire questions. Oh, okay. Um, and we usually go a little long on rapid fire anyway. So, a witch comes to you, right? And you can only say, this is so pop culture related, uh, you can only say one word for the rest of your life. What is your word? <laughs> Agrarian. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there should be a reaction sort of like the uh <laughs> like the pee wee word of the day, like Argh! we all just scream. Uh Agrarian. That was, that was the word of the day. I set you all beautifully that was perfect. for that. You're welcome. No, but seriously, what would your word be? Agrarian. Wow. No, no, it wouldn't be the word. Because 
I mean, there's something to be said for agriculture. <laughs> Shut up, Jay. Um, serious answer. Okay. Really? It's very functional. See, mine, mine would be like food. Because you can say yes or no with your head. You can gesture a lot of things. Well, see, if someone says, don't do this, okay, do this, okay, instead of being having to say yes or no, you know, okay, okay works in a lot of places. Okay could be like your own worst enemy, though. This gave me okay. a, like a throwback moment to Rugrats when Chucky learns to say no. Okay. Right, yeah. And all he says is, like, do you want some more cereal? And he's like, no. And he's shaking his head. Yeah. Okay, see? That's like Shut four games. All right. Agrarian. <laughs> Andrew, how are you today? Agrarian. You know, if you had to tell me one thing to describe this local economy, what would it be? Agrarian. All right, next question. Uh, what is Victoria's Secret? All right, next question. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I had to do that. We talked a little bit about history. I've been reading a lot of random history fun facts. What is your favorite stupid little fact from history? Uh, I can tell you some of mine. Go I have for them it. written down. And I've already told you all both of these, I think. Uh, is it the president thing? Which one? Um, was it? wasn't Truman. Now, who was it? Dead air. Let me think. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead. So there was a Civil War general named Jeb Stuart. Oh yeah. Who had had some of the best dying words that I think I've ever heard, and it's just so funny and so appropriate for the time. So Jeb Stuart got shot. Shocker. He was on Civil War battlefield. Excuse me. Um. And he looks at his lieutenant. Hold on a second. I'll check sound. And he says. Uh, he looks to his lieutenant and close friend for a long time and says, Honey bun, how do I look in the face? That is just so awesome to me. I, that, those are some great last words. I kind of like the thing you told me the other day about Robert E. Lee's arm having a tombstone. That's Stonewall Jackson's arm. Stonewall Jackson's arm. Yeah. Apologies to <laughs> Robert, Robert E. Lee's e. Lee. arm. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. his arms are just fine. Yeah. <laughs> More recently, ever since we saw Emily uh, Glotty and Eric Griffin... <laughs> <laughs> Jefferson Davis having herpes in his eyes. In his, his eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good one. Oh, gosh. That was one none that's of us brutal. knew going in either. Uh, another one is that I think it was Andrew Jackson had an assassin one yeah, time. it was Andrew Jackson. Come up to him with two pistols, and they both misfired, and he beat the crap out of the dude. That's just That's awesome. a great story. I like a lot of presidential fun facts. Yeah, I love presidents. Andrew, did you ever... Was it yours? Like, oh, yeah, herpes uh. I'm like Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> the face TV. Good old herpes uh. I herpes, however you want to... Happy birthday, it. Mr. Wink. Right, Uncon- uh, unconfirmed, I'd really like to know if Elvis actually did die on the toilet. I'm pretty sure he did. A lot of who, people die on the toilet. Who comes up with that? <laughs> yeah, Andrew knows sort of first and second hand. Isometrics apparently can do it for you. (laughs) Okay, so fantasy has a lot of subgenres. Not fantasy football. Fantasy. I thought you were talking about fantasy football. I got excited. uh, We can talk about fantasy football. Fantasy in anything literature, freaking Tony Gonzalez. Movies, TV. (laughs) Tony Gonzalez, you are my man. Uh, But there are a lot of subgenres to fantasy. I want to know which, which is your favorite. 
Again, you can be as specific or non-specific. See, for somebody that read Game of Thrones books, <laughs> yeah, that as far as like, I don't know if that how you would define that genre, but it's fantasy. It's like it's, uh, yeah, it's like fantasy. medieval fantasy, medieval yeah. dragon, like lore fantasy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's what I'm all about, especially in books. Yeah. Yeah, you read Lord. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Jay, mine is superhero. Yeah, that's that is my favorite. I mean, every now you're saying movies, right? Superhero movies. I mean, but yeah, but also I'm like you. you read more comics than I do, but I do right. like the comic lore. Yeah, for sure. I enjoy it. Uh, there's not a lot of superheroes that I don't like. Yeah, I like most of them. To me, there are a couple answers to this. Superhero is a good one. I didn't think about that. Uh, I really like alternate history fantasy mm-hmm. so like just you know like the Wolfenstein the yeah. Wolfenstein was that the Nazis won and yeah. Glorious Bastards was about the not, not just to say Nazi I, I really like history, that but, too that's a good answer um, but I, I just think the, the whole butterfly effect of if thing A happened think of what G would be yeah. and so that that's always I, a fun I, I like to think that if I was an author that's what I would write is like alternate history fiction yeah post-apocalyptic is also a good one yeah uh, which is kind of the same thing. So, Food Network has a show called Chopped. Yeah, I love Chopped. Chopped's a great show. I'm going to give you four ingredients. <laughs> All right. You have to come up with what dish you make. Oh, dude, this is, this is going to be good. It's be hard. Okay, you ready? Yeah. yeah. Your first ingredient, apples. Okay. Granny Smith apples, to be specific. Of course. Second ingredient, chicken wings. Mm. All right. Third ingredient, jalapenos. Oh, dude, this is shaping up to be good. And fourth ingredient is maple syrup. What do you make? Oh. Uh, I'm sure you can make some sort of sauce yeah. with the apples and With the everything syrup. besides the chicken wings. Yeah, but you put them on the chicken wings. Yeah. So then you'd make like a... Oh, I don't know. Apple syrup jalapeno chicken wings? I'd try it. I mean, I'd try it, but Sounds I don't think legit. that's going to be good. I think you got to have something else with that. But, but as long as you have something good to call it. It doesn't matter what you make as long as it sounds if like... If it sounds good enough for me to try it, I'll Yeah, try it. like I, if I were going to make a but sauce... But they judge you on your taste. Well, yeah, it's going to taste good, but you're not going to say like, I made a uh, apple jalapeno maple syrup sauce. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like a... I made a cedar smoked apple spice sauce. It's going to be a chili infused voice. maple... Uh, Jalapeno is not a chili, it's a pepper. Jalapeno is a pepper. Chili syrup sauce. Sweet for apple. Say pepper, it's not a chili. You're just going to extract the sweetness of the apple, good fruity flavor, and it'll be like uh, sweet chili-infused maple-glazed chicken wings. I like it. That's what I'm making. I would try it. Andrew, are you making the same exact thing? I mean, we went the same direction. So you collaborated on your top dish. Okay. I didn't like give him And then I stole his blender and got kicked off. You'd say would you say that was co chop? <laughs> or chop up. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a ginger switch. Um Sorry. What's the name of your favorite city? Or what's your favorite city name? That's a different question. Sorry. Oh, just the city name? Yeah, what's your favorite city name ever? Because there are a lot of funny ones. There are funny ones. The one I made up. Which for was? a fantasy team. <laughs> Which was? The oh. Muffican Wizard. Muffican, right. 
which is spelled, we're going to do this, M-U-H-F-U-C-K-I-N. Muffican. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. They already got got it. it. No, people already got that. No, they didn't. When I spelled it, they they were like, oh, gotcha. Uh, (laughs) So your favorite city name is the one you made up. Yep. It's a little narcissistic. (laughs) Coming from you. (laughs) What does that mean? He called you a narcissist. (laughs) What's the worst insult? Narcissist. You're a narcissist. Um... I can't. I don't know of a specific one. I know, but I like that when there's really obscure places from around the world, yeah. and then people just name their cities after those places. Like my recent example is that Bubba Watson is from Baghdad, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> that's just a good one. And yeah. there's a bunch in Kentucky. There's a Versailles, even though it could be Versailles. If you call it Versailles, you're a dick. There's Athens, an Athens. There's like yeah. a rabbit's leg Kentucky. <laughs> Monkey's paw. Monkey's paw. That's that was it. my answer. Yeah. I love that. Monkey's <laughs> paw, Kentucky. That's a good one. That was totally my answer. Butte, Montana. <laughs> but. <laughs> also, Google, what was Google's town? Is it in Kansas? Uh, Where they named it after Google. Oh, yeah, Google City. Oh, when they. Or no, it was just called Google Kansas. They temporarily renamed Topeka, Kansas, like Topeka Chew or something. No, it was Google. It was, yeah, they, they just it. named it Google Kansas. No, so but they did something for Pikachu. Oh, that's awesome. So they just changed their name all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Topeka or other names. <laughs> I'm from Google, Kansas for a week. <laughs> what if someone got their license made that week? Like that would be yeah. awesome. Say Google, Kansas on there? That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Also, what if somebody shipped something to Topeka, Kansas, and then, they, and then Google got the name changed? What would happen? Thoughts. Is there the thing they'd to have keep to search for it? <laughs> that was a Google joke, by the way. <laughs> would they would they use uh, Ask dot com? <laughs> Two out of five. <laughs> what was the dog search site? What? There was a site that had a little dog on it. Was that Ask dot com? I'm going way back. This yeah, I like, don't know anything about like dogs. Early computers. I don't know. <laughs> back when search engines had like a battle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Is totally better. Now it's Bing. If you listen, if you use Bing, get just stop listening. Bing is so dumb. Way to alienate our viewership, Tanner, yeah. or listenership. Is that a word? Okay. Will Ferrell, cultural icon. What's his best movie? Needs more cowbell. That's his best movie. No. There's a movie called Needs More. That Cowboys. was a joke. Tanner. The Blue Oyster Cult story. <laughs> uh, best movie. Best Will Ferrell movie. It's it's hard for me to deviate from Elf. Really? I love Elf. It's so good. Wait, we've had this discussion. Yeah, I know we have. It'd be really wow. funny if we had it on the podcast. I'm Elf. pretty sure we have. Because I remember us giving you crap for Elf being his best Will movie. Will Ferrell rehash right, You Elf. gave Jay crap for Elf being the best movie. Yeah, I did. It's not his best movie. But sorry, we'll we'll come up with a different actor. So uh, I'll nix that. Uh, it's obviously Anchorman. But... I would have said Anchorman too. The best... Anchorman 2. Anchorman, Anchorman also. also. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Anchorman 2 was really funny. Best Adam Sandler movie. Happy Gilmore. Billy Madison. It's better than Happy Gilmore. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. You're I'm a golfer. And that's why I love it. That was really bad. I'm sorry. I love Billy Madison, but I'm keen to Mr. Deeds. Uh, that's a good one. That, that's that, those are the three one. best right there. It goes Billy Madison, Mr. Deeds, Happy Gilmore to me. No, it goes Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, Mr. Deeds. Mine goes Happy Deeds, Mr. Deeds. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> happy Deeds, like the Adam Sandler sitcom. Mr. Gilmore, Happy Deeds. <laughs> Is the Fonz on there? These <laughs> <laughs> are my happy deeds. All right, uh, that's it. That's all my questions. Good day. We made it pretty far. <laughs> Andrew's just sitting with his mouth agape, and it's really funny. I just got to use the word agape. That wasn't, that wasn't the word of the day at all. Nope, it was agrarian. <laughs> Thanks, NPR. It was hey. agrarian. Don't. Or, no, you're the girl from uh, Super Password. <laughs> Your word is agrarian. I don't know what that uh, is, except I know it's farming. a game show because it was a reference Tanner made. Your word is agrarian. Agrarian? Uh, <laughs> that's like, are you talking about the SNL skit where they... Yeah, they just say the <laughs> word. <laughs> Jay, your word is agape. A- agape. Oh. <laughs> Dang it. That was a really long reference. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah, that counts as our reference. Yeah, we're not even going to make one. Uh, the, the, this was episode nine. Not 009 because it's only 007. Duh, 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 duh. 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 You're confused because it's not 007. All right, well, uh, this has been preferences and references. I'm just going to talk over you. Um, You can keep going if you want. I'm done. Uh, If you want to listen to it, the first place to see it is prefandref.blogspot.com. That's P-R-E-F-A-N-D-R-E-F.blogspot.com. Or P-R-E-F-A-N-D-R-E-F. That's what I said. You know what that's close to spelling? Oh, thank you. Agrarian. It's like when you leave a voicemail, like, my number is 859-325-0755. Yeah, like, again, my number. Did you just give out your number? He totally did. <laughs> How many people actually listen to this? That We're going to find out. Yeah, right. Text me if you heard that. <laughs> we release episodes every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And I've got that scheduled down now, by the way. We're good. Um, Remember to so text they, me if you heard that. They go up there first. They usually go up that morning as soon as I get them done uploading and I wake up and they're on the site. And then I will try to tweet and put them on Facebook. Tweet is more consistent. I don't get on Facebook nearly as much. Because Twitter is better. It's absolutely better. Um, I prefer Google Plus. <laughs> Not really. Is that your hipster voice? No. I like Google Plus better. Wow, this is a long ending. Yeah, I want to punch people in the face. Let's go ahead and end this. All right, Andrew's going to play UFC. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. Good night, Canada. And Google, Kansas. I forgot to get up here to press the stop button. So, Google. What? It's time. Bruce Lee.